cliffcentral.com. So JJ Cornish is hanging on to tell us about Nigeria this morning, and that's exciting because we've wanted to get into the subject of Nigeria for the longest time. We've spoken about a couple of other African countries and focused on them as a part of African analysis. It's, of course, brought to you by the Johannesburg Business School. And this morning, JJ joins us live from his house. Hello, Mr. Cornish. How are you, sir? I'm immensely well, but it's very kind of you to ask. <laughs> so we're, we're all very excited to hear about Nigeria today. And from the point of view of someone, again, JJ is a, is a man who's traveled this continent uh, far and wide. He's been an observer in elections. He's written endless articles, and he has probably uh, the most uh, – Put together idea of, of exactly what Africa and its politics and its history all, is all about in South Africa and, and from our, our point of view. So here he is this morning to share that wisdom with us. Tell us about Nigeria. This is our big competition in Africa, right? When we talk about Nigeria, we're talking about the other economy that we consider our equal. Well, this is the point. The, the enmity or the competition between us, South Africans and Nigerians, uh, supersedes any of the kind of uh, colonial type competition we used to have with countries like Australia, New Zealand. Suddenly we are two major rivals for being the giant in Africa when we hear that Nigeria has become the largest economy in Africa. South Africans bridle at that. Uh, and they did this. Uh, a couple of years back, they started to include their uh, movies and music and, and various things to change their GDP, and suddenly they became the largest. But the fact is, Gareth, that Nigeria is a country that has surpassed India as having the highest number 83 million people living in poverty, which is less than $2 a day. That number in India has gone down to 63 million. Nigeria is completely and utterly oil dependent. Uh, You know, oil has become, it's called the black curse in Nigeria because they make a lot of money from it, but they do not that does not trickle down. Mm-hmm. We have that problem in South Africa too. Yeah. The wealth has not trickled down as uh, our neighbors in Botswana and our uh, regional partners, Z- Zambia, love to tell us again and again. Nigeria does it in spades so mm-hmm. much that they have mend the movement for the emancipation of the Niger Delta that actually has taken militant action to get the people of certainly over the area where the oil is exploited to get them uh, to uh, uh, spread the wealth a little bit more. Now, when they act uh, and they do kidnapping and so on, uh, uh, the Nigerian, uh, the oil production goes down. Nigeria produces currently 1.6 million barrels a day. Uh, Four years ago, it was uh, 1.9 million. Now, that makes them about the 17th largest oil producer in the world, and uh, th- that's the second largest in Africa by quite a long chalk. But frequently, Angola, which produces 1.3 million a day, becomes the largest because the Nigerian taps just turn off. Wow. You still pay an inordinate amount, of, and you can't always get petrol in Nigeria, even though they're an oil-producing country. So there, there, there's many, many, many contradictions. And, you know, that's not even going into the criminality in Nigeria. But I'd like to concentrate a little bit on this uh, in a 
I'm saying enmity. It's not enmity. It's it's the, Rivalry. Co- the competition, the competition between us, mm. and uh, that that is very very strange. I mean, I had uh, friends who used to academics and so on who moved on to other jobs, but they used to feed me with. Uh, academic studies from Nigeria showing that South Africa really isn't a proper African country. You know, so they, 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 they had no compunction in putting us down at every single turn. And there are people around the world say, you know, you South Africans shouldn't be considered the uh, gateway to Africa, as uh, the cliche goes, you know, yeah. anybody visiting here, any Western leader visiting here always talks about the gateway to Africa. They say, for example, that BRICS, which was uh, devised, the concept that was devised by a, an American academic, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, BRICS, should in fact not be, include South Africa, but should... Uh, include uh, uh, Nigeria. Nigeria yes. should be the country representing Africa in that. And when we have the G20, when South Africa is included, no, it should be Nigeria. But when we look at what Nigeria can and cannot do, uh, there's no doubt that we still should be. We still are the preeminent African power. And some would argue still the largest so well, it's a, it's a, it's it's that kind of relationship that you have to look at, and I find that very interesting. Uh, JJ, if you want to, just just on on the on the numbers, because uh, Nigeria is really quite extraordinary. It's it's a it's not necessarily a very big country, but it has an enormous population, and it has such a diversity of language and culture from north to south and east to west. I mean, who are the main who are the main population groups there? What are the languages that are spoken? Um, what, are, what are their major political challenges? Just from a, you know, from a demographic and, and, and geographic point of view, if you, were, if you were busy reading this off to aliens who'd never been to planet Earth, what would you have to tell them about Nigeria? Well, of course, Niger- the, the, the Nigerians have lurched from uh, a military rule to uh, a democracy ever since they got independence from Britain in 1960. Most of the time has been under military rule, but uh, in in, in uh, 99, I believe, the the milit- democracy came in, and that is when re- they celebrate Democracy uh, Day. That was Obasanjo, right? back to that. That was Obasanjo, who was, now, who was big friends with old Tabo Mbeki. The two of them really did try, yes. to, try to bring us together as, as, a, as a continent. But, but, and he had a bash it. He thought of, he thought of hanging on, and it was Tabo Mbeki said, "Don't even think about it." <laughs> and later, later, Obasanjo actually said to me, "It was the best advice I ever got from that man because wow. you know what a mistake it would have been." Any leader tries to cling to power. You know, mm. I mean, I had a, I had a, 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 I was president of our, our local Alliance Francaise, and I thought, how could I do it? You know, how could I hang on? I don't know why. It didn't pay me anything. But I think it's a natural human reaction if you've got some influence to want to hang on, and, and that's it. Now, of course, Nigeria then have, I mean, the major groups are Hausa in the north, Yoruba in the west, and Igbo in the east. Mm. And and uh, those are the major groups. And 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 the, it was early on, uh, in, in relatively early on in independence, uh, that the the Biafran, the Igbo, in, uh, the Biafran secession took place, and there began the Nigerian civil war from eighty seven to ninety, 
uh, where, where we had those awful pictures. I can remember them of the, you know, the star. They literally, the Biafrans were starved to death more than actually fought to death. And, and that still exists to this day. You have the indigenous people of Biafra, uh, a group, uh, which has its leadership abroad, I have to tell you, uh, for their own safety, they have to be there. Uh, and, and, and that secessionism still exists. Uh, and, uh, of course we have the divide, the religious divide. It's almost half and half Christian, mm. half Muslim. And up in the Northeast, the, uh, Muslims and, and, uh, spearheaded by this group called Boko Haram, which means that, uh, those teachings, teaching is wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and they've become a secessionist group. Uh, and, uh, the, and they, uh, they, we remember the kidnapping of the 200 schoolgirls. Kidnapping, of course, is a major crime source in, in Nigeria. Corruption being the worst, violent crimes, robberies, and so on is the worst, the second. Uh, and, and, and that includes uh, kidnapping for, dr- for, for money, um, thefts, and drugs. Those are the sort of major crimes. And they export them. The Nigerians do. It's very uncool to talk about it here. And yeah. I know uh, uh, colleagues of yours, former colleagues of yours and mine, having got into trouble making sort of jokes about Nigerians yeah. and, and, and criminality, you know, uh, uh, categorizing them, which is, of course, completely incorrect. But nevertheless, these exist. And we have uh, Mohamedou Buhari, the current president, who was, uh, and it has to Nigeria's credit, he was an opposition figure who came to power. Right. That's the real test of African democracy for me. Yeah. It's all very well to have a, a new leader come in, uh, but if they actually get a change of parties, that's real democracy, as has occurred in uh, in uh, Ghana as well. You know, those countries, that's real democracy. And But it has to be said that Mohamedou Buhari was himself a military leader. He had yeah. beaten somebody in a coup, and, and he is now a Democrat, so to his credit. But he's been unable to get a hold, unable to get a hold on uh, the secessionists. And he keeps saying he will, and he can, but he hasn't been able to. And so the, and, and that uh, Muslim uh, jihadism uh, is joined by Niger uh, uh, countries on that northeastern border, uh, Chad and Niger, and, and uh, making it very, very, very difficult. So we have this country that is supposed to be the largest economy, but when you speak to potential investors, and I don't want to say too much about this because we have potential investors in, in uh, that that are driven away from our country. I know that. Yeah. Uh, but potential investors say it's too dangerous to be there. And many countries still, uh, countries that have more of a sort of a nanny approach to looking after their citizens, the United States and Britain, Australia, all of those, yeah. actually advise people not to go to Nigeria. So, JJ, so, you've, so you've, there's a dichotomy. You've been there, though. Um, what's it, what's, what is it actually like to be in Nigeria? Because I've heard from friends of mine who've done business there and people who've been out there doing, I don't know, all kinds of media stuff. They say that it's, it's a fascinating place. I mean, it seems that almost there are no rules on the ground. But you do need personal protection if you even are supposedly a little bit more important. If you stick your head slightly above the parapet wall, it attracts uh, very dangerous uh, attention sometimes. And people need to have certain 
streams of being able to enter and exit the country. There need to be certain people there to help them look out for trouble. Uh, you have to stay in certain places and not in others. Is is that an overreaction? Is that is that too much of that nanny stuff that you're talking about, or is that the reality? Uh, the reality is that it's a pretty hard society. You know, when you hand your passport in to be stamped, you have two or three crisp $10 bills oh, inside right. that passport. Gotcha. And that and that's, you know, when you talk about corruption being endemic, well, uh, it's it's the, it certainly is the case there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and 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 as for protection, well, uh, you know, uh, happily I dress like a journalist, which is very badly, and, uh, and I've never I've never felt uh, that kind of fear. But uh, if you do have, uh, uh, they do say that uh, lungus, you know, white people have less problem in terms of security. But, you know, in Nigeria, you can put up burglar bars and trelly doors, and uh, I'm using a brand name, but whatever. Sure, we got you. And th- that, doesn't, that doesn't matter to Nigerians. <laughs> They'll just bring a pickup truck and a winch and rip that stuff out if they want to get into your house. When they talk about <laughs> home invasions in Nigeria, they're not kidding. They literally invade your home and, and, and you know, take out you and everybody else in it. So, so uh, but the, there are, the there crime are... is much more violent. There. there are obviously places in Nigeria where it's amazing because just like any other country on earth, even places like, God forbid, Equatorial Guinea, which we've spoken about before, there are some very rich people. Usually they're the ones who are politically connected. Usually they're the ones who have uh, a lot of guns <laughs> and they live in splendor. And then there are people just down the road who are living in the kind of squalor I was talking about earlier on the show. So there must be there must be some things about Nigeria that make it exciting and dynamic and fun and 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 full of. I mean, we know about about Nollywood, for example. You mentioned it earlier in your in your introduction. There's there's a thriving economy on the streets. Well, you know, you get the sense. Uh, Mbulela was talking about it earlier, being in Germany. Hmm. You get it also in the United States. We are in the United States. We are at the center of the Western world. We run this joint. When you're in Germany, they're a little cooler about it. But the fact is, when you're in Germany, you realize you are in the beating heart of Europe mm. and that they run the joint. Now, when you're in Nigeria, Nigerians try to tell you this, you know, that we are running this joint. We are running Africa. But when you look around and see, you realize they're not actually, you know, <laughs> by the same token. If if somebody said to you in South Africa, we're running the joint, it would be a little bit more credible, Hmm. but you'd see the holes in it all the time. So, so it's, it is a truly fascinating country. Uh, um, I have to say, uh, visiting it is not, you know, not top of my bucket list, uh, because, uh, I, I just, I don't like the idea of having to buy my way around. Yeah. And that's literally what you have to do. And uh, to see a country with that much potential underachieving to the extent it does, again, it gets to the subject you were talking about before. Uh, you, you know, uh, you see it in India where you see, you know, again, that there's uh, nothing more irritating than have somebody saying, I was there, and particularly a South African, I was there, I saw the poverty myself. You want to shake them and say, have you actually seen 
your right. poverty at home. Yeah. You know, right. have you bothered to look at that? Well, uh, what's it, what's it but like? The thing is, what's it like driving in Nigeria? I've heard that's quite a, uh, <laughs> that's quite an exciting thing to take part in, especially in, in, uh, you know, um, let's say, uh, I, I, a I haven't dr- driven. I, d- I have driven in, in, in India and I have driven, I mean, uh, in, in, in Italy, which I thought was scary. <laughs> when I was driving in India, yeah. I was there with, uh, with Kwame Nkrumah's son, you know, he's a Egyptian journalist. And I said, I don't understand. You get to a traffic circle and then by osmosis, half an hour later, you'd be across it. How do people do this? He'd say, wait until you get, wait until you get to Egypt. Then you'll really understand bad driving. Well, they, all they do is they take a four lane highway and they make it eight. Yeah, they just drive where they shouldn't be, and and driving in Egypt is a little bit scary. But the worst driving, and and Nigeria is better than that, slower but better. The worst driving I've ever seen is in Tehran. That is really scary. Really, oh, with people wow. people from people on the outside lane wanting to turn off, wait until the last moment, and then cut across four lanes right in front of you. And so so scary driving. That's another topic for another day. But uh, the the driving in in uh, in Nigeria is probably as bad as it is in Kenya. So you know, the road system isn't great. It just takes forever, and that's why they have yeah. border borders, you know, which are which are the the the, the motorbikes. Um, and I, I, you know, why they called border border, by the way? No. Because they were the they were the little bikes that took you from the border, oh. from where you crossed the border. Into town, so boda boda from That's taking amazing. you. You sit on the back of it and get Renew. taken into town, uh, and so so the, the 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 ingenuity of the Nigerian people is something. And in that regard, what they've done for their uh, system is is make it work. You mm. know, and and um, Angus uh, Angus Clark and, and says, it does. Angus Clark says, ask JJ about the area boys. It's like a protection racket. Do you know anything about that? I've not heard of the area boys. No, I haven't. Okay. I mean, protection rackets exist all the time. But, I mean, you know, I've, I've experienced those in the United States. So, I mean, protection is something else. I'm sure. But, uh, no, I haven't heard of the areas bo- area boys. And, and JJ, you, you know, for most people that sort of romanticize Nigeria and uh, getting into the, you know, it's just that time is – I think, um, I don't know if you've had uh, time to go to VI at all, uh, Victoria Island, and just maybe you could explain the difference between when you get there, going to Victoria Island, and maybe as you leave, like, five or five or six minutes outside of th- that whole setup. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> traveling around, I've, I've done, uh, I've been very, very limited. I've been in with the president, and, and I'd like to have traveled more and seen more, but again, I would like to do it on my terms and, 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 and understanding my safety. And that's not the case. The thing about it is, you know, this dream we have, or not the dream, but it's the kind of the, 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 the magic words of the, the Africa, the continent whose time has arrived because of Nigeria, because of South Africa, that because of the pandemic has changed completely. And those middle income, and that's what we would like to call ourselves countries, are in great, great trouble economically, that we can export our way out of the trouble we're in. Again, Nigeria's problem. That's going to be much, much, much more difficult. So if we're going to make things work, as we have to, as we simply have to, then we're going to have to work together with Nigeria and not against them. And, and that is what we are doing. 
I'm surprised, Gareth, that you haven't asked me about my headgear. Yes, I did see someone made a comment just now about your excellent headgear. In fact, uh, they—they they, I think they named it correctly as well, too. Someone says here, what a great hat you're wearing. Uh, what is that hat? Where is it, where is it from? Uh, it's from uh, it's, it's, it's from Afghanistan. Oh, it's one you of know, those. Yeah, look at this. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got one of those too. I I'm, put it on. You know, if you if you if you had Nabil, is that is that a so serious hat? to that? You know what it's called? I'll tell you once, and you will never forget it. Yeah, it's called it's called a pokol. A pokol. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Afrikaans speaking, you Afrikaans speaking, you would take exception to what I've just said, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> But it called a pokol, and and uh, uh, yeah, I I, uh, I brought it, it. It 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 brought with it a lot of Afghani uh, bugs, oh, no. which ate into parts of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I I exported the uh, Afghani bug industry. Oh, but uh, it's a uh, it, 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 it it it's a it's a uh, uh, I I just thought I, it's an opposite day it. to be wearing it no, because Afghan uh, Afghanistan will not be in the news next time you and I speak. No, I mean, isn't that funny? Because it was all over the news the last time we spoke. JJ, thank you. I mean, we could we could probably talk about Nigeria for a whole show and we wouldn't run out of, of things to say. But I appreciate you giving us co- a condensed version and in your own experiences, too. I, I think it's probably one of those places that are fascinating, but you don't you wouldn't plan a holiday there necessarily. If you end up going to Nigeria, you go to Nigeria and it's probably interesting. But it's not the sort of place you go. All right, family, let's all hop on a plane and go to Nigeria. I've heard that's a really great place to go for holiday, right? Certainly not. You go there because <laughs> you, you're going to make money. Yeah. Same reason for Angola. Um, yeah. I think many reasons, the same reason. I must tell you one final story. I'm, I'm, I'm landing. Yes. Planes coming down. Next to me is a guy looking absolutely terrified. Quite a big dude as well. Yeah. I said, you don't look comfortable. He said, I'm not. I'm not. I've got an overnight in Johannesburg. So I said, not a problem. Not a problem. I can understand your trepidation if you've been reading the news. Yeah. Where would you go? And he mentioned, what's that big tall block of flats near in Hillbrow? Uh, um, and, and, and he Ponty. said that they told me to go there. I said, don't even think about it. You look quite well healed to me. Why don't you go to the Santon Sun, spend the loot, stay the night there? Take a walk around sentence and, 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 and go to a restaurant there. Check with the concierge before going anywhere. Tell him I'm going to such and such a place. Many countries I've been in, including Brazil, you have to do that because you want sure. to take a chance. So he said, well, thank you very much. I feel a little bit more relieved. I will do that. I'm there on business. I've got to spend the night and I'm terrified. So I said, you'll be okay if you listen to my advice. Go to sentence, stay at the sentence, son, and... Check where you're going. Don't go adventuring or looking for stuff. Okay. No, don't go to Boxburg or anything like that. Yeah. Where, where are you from? He said, Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's it. Love it. All right. Very good. Thank you, JJ. Great to see you. JJ Corner. All the best. Very good. Uh, and Thanks, JJ. <laughs> African analysis brought to you by the Johannesburg Business School. Cliffcentral.com.